Hello and welcome to Dealer's Choice, uh, the show for movies, movie lovers, by movie lovers. I don't know. I, I was just... I, no, what do we think of that tagline? No? I hate movies. That's not... Okay. Um, I just sort of I throw it out there. enthusiast. <laughs> Throwing it out there, see if the cat licks it up, and obviously the cat wasn't licking, so... No, something's rotten in Hampstead. Have you ever been licked by a cat? It feels so weird. It is. It's very rough tongue. Anyway... Um, Which is ironically exactly how I described this movie. <laughs> yeah, very rough tongue. A rough tongue. Um, this week we watched a 1993 film, True Romance, directed by Tony Scott and uh, written by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, we watched it, Zach. I know. I know you're sort of looking <laughs> up there as if like, what? Uh, what? What? What did we watch? Sorry, I'm just thinking about rough tongues. Um, um, <clears throat> snap out of it now. Uh, as always, listeners, I'm joined by uh, my good friend Morgan and my good friend Zach. What up? Hey. Enthusiastic as always, <laughs> and as I said, we watched uh, yeah, the 1993 film True Romance. So, who could describe to me what what this what this film's about? Well, it was set in 1993. Sociopath. <laughs> oh, maybe more of a psychopath. He's not a sociopath. A psychopath who works at a comic book store. He really is. Uh, marries a hooker, steals some drugs, then tries to sell said drugs and fucks up a lot of people's lives. And uh, yeah. True romance. Oh, and uh, an aspiring actor also uh, has his uh, big break as well. Well, mm. there's there's multiple narratives throughout there is. this film. You just you thread throughout them all. this crime drama romance thriller. Yep, all of the above, all of the above. Something for everyone. Zach, anything to add to Morgan's uh, apt description? No. I say talkative, as always. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> uh, you're right. You're right. Um, in fact, this film here had the tagline originally: uh, "When you're tired of relationships, try a romance." I don't get it. Because it's called (laughs) True Romance. And who doesn't find love in Detroit? (laughs) Uh, Where this film is set for the... Probably the first half of the movie. Half, yeah. Yeah, and then it moves to LA. um, With sort of like a trip to Vegas. LA looks so much nicer than Detroit. Well, it's lit much brighter, isn't it? That's because he puts on a Hawaiian shirt. And I'm I'm all for Hawaiian shirts. I think they look good on me in particular. No comment. Uh, no comment. I see. I see. Okay, so Morgan, shall we... can you do a favour for me? Can you stretch that silence out for another, like, four seconds and no. then cut this? Damn. Um, so let's do uh, likes and dislikes, because I'm not getting a lot out of you, Zach. So I just thought, you know, just let's just sort of peel the to layers be, to that onion. Trying to be cool. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'll wake up. Here we go. I liked the writing. No, I, I, <laughs> no I, I, uh, so this is this is the first movie Quentin Tarantino did. Wrote. Wrote, yeah. Yes. And damn if you can't tell. If you can't watch this movie and go, yeah, there's a lot of... Di-. And I, I quite liked seeing a movie that he'd written but not directed, which is, like, strange. But I liked a lot of the flares that the guy put on it. I thought it was it was still a very interesting script. And it was a very unique story that I really liked. There were a lot of really, really good scenes mm. between individuals that had a lot of character, which was really, really well handled. I still can't decide if I think this movie is great or good. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, one thing that struck me watching it this time, because it's been a few years since I've seen this film, 
is how quickly we see characters mm. and then leave characters. Oh, yeah. Or, or those characters are disposed of. <laughs> yeah, there's like such big names in this movie, but it's like, none, they're not main parts, they're just part of the story. Yeah, part of the they ensemble. They just exist there, yeah. Yeah, they're part of the universe. They come and go. Good gosh, some do. of them get like 30 seconds? Like, like literally 30 seconds? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My God, it's it's nuts, uh, and he's probably the smallest part. Samuel L. The big, na- the biggest, bi- one of the big names with the smallest role. Yep. And some of them don't even get FaceTime on camera. It's mm. st- strange way <laughs> to construct a film, but I think quite effective. I don't know. It, well, a lot weren't of- you drawn in when you saw that cast list? When I'm like, guys, uh, I've got this film. It's called True Romance. You all sort of groaned because you're like, oh, romance. Uh, particularly you, Zach, I saw the look on your face. You were like, mm, damn, what's Alex, you know, bringing this romantic comedy here? And, Very um, interesting. And Very then, interesting. And then I say, well, you know, it's got Gary Oldman, it's got Samuel L. Jackson, it's got Val Kilmer, Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, James Gandolfini, you think I Christopher don't like Walker. Romance? I don't think you do. <laughs> oh, just look on your face at it all. And that cast, you're I like, like you're like, oof, okay, <laughs> let's 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 get this let's get this uh, started. Morgan, what about you? What do you like about this film? Um, the score. Yeah, yeah, Hans Zimmer <laughs> score. Someone's, someone's thumbs will work in uh, <laughs> overtime on the kalimba. <laughs> um, Someone cut the soundtrack for The Lion King. It, it was moved not... some of the instruments and I, chucked it onto this movie. I said this to the guys while watching it. it. Like, it had this like kooky vibe to it, so it would just like come over a moment. And usually, it played over like like moments and it kind of like solidified their love for each other yes. and it'd be like all this shit just went down but like remember we're in love and it's like wait this movie is kooky but the yeah the, i don't know it worked i think in the you could very easily as well like the music made the tone kooky but you could have just this movie could be so much darker but it handles it quite well i quite like it i quite like it yes and i think that piece of music that you're talking about that is repeated throughout the film is actually called you're so cool and at the very end, Patricia Arquette's like, oh, you're so cool, Christian you're so Slater. Cool, you're so cool, you're you know, so, cool. so yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah, piece of music yeah. is cool and it will be stuck in your head for quite a while. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, Zach's forgotten it. Morgan, it will be stuck in your head for quite a while. I don't know how it went. I just remember it was there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was stuck in my head for a long time after. Uh... <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Great success. With... <laughs> We've had a bit of fun uh, saying about what we've liked. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sir. I'll get serious now. I've Let's talk about things that not not so not so much. Didn't that you didn't, didn't like? Didn't like. Hmm. No, because at the start, the very start of it, it starts off and and it's in this. There's this like very cushy meet cute that happens between them, and I was like, this is. I was like, this is like stupid. There's a legitimate explanation for it, and it's it's actually quite endearing when you find out what actually happens. It's quite good. I like that. So that was going to be my big complaint because the whole start of it just feels so. Uh, what what did you say, Morgan? You see, it was like Quentin Tarantino was writing his own like his fantasy, and he's just putting it on screen. But then there's a like a, a kind of sleazy explanation for it that's quite good. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty real. That's pretty realistic. All right then. It um, did feel off. You're right. Like, mm. you're just like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, I so thought she was stealing from My, my negative was going to be that, like, the start 
like is weird and mm. Zach's right, but it does make sense. Yeah. I mm. still think it was written badly. Mm. Yeah. I still think no, the dialogue is mm. very basic and it's just like what what? And she's just kinda like spouting all this stuff to and then like I'm in love now after yeah. this. It's it's kinda like we gotta get it's kinda like the first page is like we gotta get this done so we can have the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like and it's just kinda yeah. like we don't want to spend we're not spending any time on it. Just it happens and here's the explanation why it happened. Do you want to do that? Give that a second pass? No, I want to. No, work, no, I want to get on the good we'll, stuff. We'll get to. We'll get to the uh, the proper scenes <laughs> later on. Yeah, that's, we want to. Yeah, we want to focus on that three way gunfight at the end. Um, there wasn't a lot of like build up and payoff in this movie. That's what I was kind of expecting. Like, like they're standing in front of like a sign that says, you know, let, don't let the dust settle and stuff like that and shit. And don't the, wait for the dust. Don't to wait settle. for the dust settle. And 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 there's you stuff don't think like that's Brad Pitt's a stoner and Brad Pitt at one point. He gets like a visit from one of the one of these people who are looking for the two mains, and then he's like, "Don't fucking come in here! Or I'll kill you!" But then that doesn't really become anything. That's just a funny line. I wish there was more, like them, you know, building up and paying off. That would have been nice. But it it, it was still good. It was just like there was a lot of just like individual scenes happening as they went yes, along. Yes, I don't think that there was that sort of. You can see how he's refined his work. Yeah, yeah. A yeah, lot yeah. of his work do does end in like a bloody shootout and it was pretty much like yeah, a massacre that, towards the end. It's there. that culmination of like you're watching all these stories take place and like one of them might be following the other and they keep almost crossing paths and then mm. like towards the end like a common thing is a third party gets involved and it does that and then they all culminate at one point. Except for the right at the start of his career he has that definitive main character he has like that definitive central whereas like when you get later on i feel like he he just like departs from that and he's like i don't really care about who is our main protagonist i'm just gonna have several protagonists and you can decide who what the main story is at this point which i i prefer that but at the same time this is a pretty damn good main protagonist arc and stuff i don't mind them both i think they've got quite good chemistry i think patricia arquette does a really really good job and mm. I, I've liked her ever since I saw her on Medium. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw her in... Oh, there was a prison show she was in with um, Benicio El Toro recently. And she's really, really excellent in that as just this really scummy woman. <laughs> she does a fantastic job. Anyway. Yeah. I, I wish there was more build-up and payoff because there was room for it. There was a lot of room for it. It's interesting because this film has probably got, you know, two or three films crammed in there yeah yeah it's so it's not a lot of room to breathe for a lot of the we've got thing. we've got like an action movie we've got a romance you've got a bit of a dark comedy you've got a bit of a mafia crime story mm-hmm. and then like it's kind of, you've got like a that whole la thing is kind of like a more movie like base like oh this is yeah, like a bit a, of a meta yes. Can, yeah. Like LA movie about LA movies. movies, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a yeah, like a kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah, sort of, yeah. I know what you mean. Yes, yeah. You've got the cop, uh, you know, let's solve the mm-hmm. solve the crime. Yeah, walks in. This is we want this fucking collar and all that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's there's quite a few yeah stories there. As I said, to you, I just wish that he'd watched The Wire before he wrote this, because then it would have been a better would have been a better movie. <laughs> Some of your questions would have been answered. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Gary Oldman's performance is interesting. I can't decide whether or not I think it's good. It looked fun. It did look I was fun. A, it looked like fun for him. I think he did a really good job with it. I just think it was a whole number of bad decisions that led to that being allowed. It was a yes. different time. It was, it yeah. was a different you're time. Right. Yes. You're right. You're right. hundred <laughs> percent. So uh, Gary Oldman plays this drug dealer uh, for the listeners. Called Drexel, which is a wild Drexel. Um, and he's got like these matted dreadlocks um 
And it's he's described when the director, Tony Scott, approached Gary Oldman to be in the film. I was reading this in the trivia. Gary's like, hey, Tony, what, what, what's, my, what's my role? What's my yeah, role? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, so you're playing a white guy who thinks he's black and you're a killer pimp. And Oldman's like, oh, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Sign, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, uh, I, I think it redeems a bit of like the stuff that he's allowed to do with the fact that he gets shot in the dick. That's pretty good. Mm, mm, spoilers, but that. you know, that's fine for the listeners. Uh, he's watching this. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he's, he's a weird... But he, uh, Gary said that this, mm. and when he played Lee Harvey Oswald and JFK, they were his two favourite roles really? of all time. That's interesting. And you think about Gary Oldman, you he's think so you know, much he's done, done so much serious black, uh, think... Fifth Element. Yeah, the antagonist you know. in one of the Apes movies. Yeah, that's right. You know, when you were siding oh with the Apes. Oh my God, how did I forget it? That's his like magnum opus. Mm-hmm. He played uh, Winston Churchill. Which and is the... not that good. No, the fat suit did the work there. Especially when you can go and watch The Crown and you watch that amazing Winston Churchill. By who? Don't know his name. Can't be that good then. <laughs> I just, Gary Oldman. I just saw Winston Churchill. <laughs> you didn't want to pay respect to the amazing actor? No, I, I'm never good with uh, names. You know who he is then, if you know who I'm talking about. Well, you would. You no, I don't know. I'm yeah, only familiar I'm... with Gary Oldman's Winston Churchill. Because it's so his name? I'm going to look it up now. And then, um, So, Morgan, what did you... Fifth Rock from the Sun and Dexter like. and that guy. Um, as I said earlier before, the writing towards the start is a bit iffy. And then... Um, yeah, there's some tone stuff. I think the first... And like you get used to it towards the end, but it is wild. The first time it happens is... I don't want to spoil too much, but he has like the, the idea of the mentor, which is like the first hint where it's like... He, you get introduced to this guy at the start. You're like, this is a normal dude. And it very quickly becomes... It's like, he's not normal. He's got he's some psychotic. shit going on. He's yeah. definitely psychotic. Yeah. But then like, there's just out of nowhere, it's like he's talking to an imaginary person who is... Happens to be Elvis. Happens to be Elvis, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just like it felt very weird at the moment because it's like, who, like who, what, who's this? Because he was looking in the mirror and you hear, you hear this voice talking to him. It's not him. It's like is this just inside also his a own song head? playing? And I thought that it was the song yeah. talking to him, which was really weird. And then the guy steps but forward. He looks up yeah. into the mirror at one point. I'm like, is the mirror gonna talk the voice? But he's not gonna talk. And then just like you see this shadow step out. It's like. Has he got like an imaginary Elvis telling him what to do? It's it, it felt very like you get used to it just because. But it, when it when it first hits you, it feels really like left field. Oh, You're like, yes. what yeah, the fuck yeah. is going on? Well, he did say that he would fuck Elvis in like the opening scene. Yeah, who was that woman he was trying to hit on? Just, just a some, random woman. Just because. That's a that's a conversation starter, isn't it? Yeah, listen, uh, I've tried it. It doesn't work out. <laughs> um, John Lithgow is the name of the actor yeah, that you John were looking Lithgow's for. Real good. Um, no, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, okay. So basically what I wanted you guys to get out of this film is, you know, you watch this film and you see a lot of Tarantino traits that he later develops. You also see a bit of origin for a few people. Yeah. This has got to be one of Brad Pitt's earliest movies, surely. It's, it's yeah, it's pretty early on this in his career. Pre-Fight Club, pre-7, pre... Well, I, maybe I don't know shit about Brad Pitt's early career, but... Damn, it's early Brad Pitt. Fuck. And and yeah, Patricia Arquette. Mm. I don't know how big she was, but this was this is probably quite a big role for her. James Gandolfini. Yes. Went on to do The Sopranos. Like, fuck, there are a lot of small time... Brad Pitt was in Cool World before this. Of course. Which I don't know if any oh. of you are familiar with Cool <laughs> of World. No, no. Does he play a stoner in Cool World? He plays the cop. So he was yeah. the first human that got pulled into Cool 
Have you not seen Cool no, World? I've not seen it. Cool World. I don't know what Cool World is. It's like this. It's really weird. I think okay. that it's like an animator does all these designs and he gets pulled into his world. But there's no, it's, and then he falls he in love with sex with the yeah, cartoon. It's okay, very weird. I do know Cool World. Right, that was his first movie. Yeah, I mean, no, no, he's been in a lot before that, but okay. like that's one of the only ones I recognize before this movie. Yeah, but you're right. It's it's before Seven. It's before Interview with a Vampire. It's Al before Twelve. Has sex with a cartoon, Norris. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, it's before Fight Club. It's yeah, brutal. It's early before he was on Friends. It's it's before. That's yeah. So this was '93, and then he did nice. Interview with the Vampire in '94. Oh, Interview with the Vampire. Mm. And Slater's in, Slater in that too. Oh, that's mm. very interesting. No Tom Cruise in True Romance though. No, I don't think True Tom Cruise would have done that. But Tom Cruise and Slater were part of the Rat Pack or whatever, weren't they? They were part of that group of people. With uh, who's the guy who plays Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec? Rob Lowe. Oh, Rob Lowe. Yeah. Rob Lowe. yeah. Rob Who Lowe. doesn't seem to age, but anyway. Yes, and he's <laughs> still as beautiful <laughs> as he was back then. Rob, Rob Lowe's great. I, I even tolerate listening Emergence. to him talk about Atkins on yeah, his new ad at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, funnily enough, in an extended version of the film, uh, Jack Black is also in this film. Uh, so this really? isn't the real version of this movie. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> don't don't. Uh, Where's Jack Black in the movie? So he's uh, the usher in the cinema. Ah. Where yeah, that's a good Jack opening, Black uh, role. You know, that's a really yeah. good Jack Black. It would have been role. early Jack Black as well. And yeah. they'd written a part for Robert De Niro to be in this film as well. Um, he Taxi was going to be himself. Drexel's uh, boss up the chain. Instead so, of Walken. Or was, well, no, Walken, Walken was going to be his boss. No, so. no. De Niro is going to be Walken's boss. Oh, he was going to be Blue Lou. Mm. Okay. But right. uh, they cut that down for time. And God so they're damn. like, Isn't that we like have a, no role for you, Bob. That's kind of like a dream cut. Like, I don't know if it was at, at that time, but can you imagine getting a mafia movie where you had Walken, De Niro, Gandolfini? Just shove Pesci in there and yeah. I think you've got it. Pesci, <laughs> you have like this amazing crew. Oh the my Robert God. De Niro edition solidifies for me that he definitely meant to have the, the army jacket on when he first yes. went out because that's a very taxi driver mm-hmm. reference, mm-hmm. I'm sure it is. And if you read a bit behind the scenes, uh, Christian Slater and Tony Scott, uh, the director, didn't see eye to eye on how to play the protagonist of this yeah. film. Is that okay. why he Clarence. flips sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> Just goes, oh, okay. They, they had a bit of a fight, and so Tony Scott made him watch Taxi Driver to get, this is where I'm going with you, Christian, uh, you know, <laughs> watch this film, and this is what I'm going for. And so then he wears the jacket and stuff. So, so you're like, why does that take away from me? <laughs> See, my favorite thing. That takes away from it so much. I, I like that he was just kind of a bumbling regular idiot. I just like that he goes all out, like the elevator scene, for example, and he goes fucking close, and then instantly he's like, sorry, man, sorry. I'm so sorry. I believe you now. I believe you. How does that get resolved? Like, what? So oh. And I, I really enjoyed the police also listening. Like, I love this guy. He's crazy. <laughs> he's got Tom Sizemore, another one who's been in quite a few different. Yeah, he's one of the cops there. Um, yes, yeah, so just the cast is phenomenal. I think if you watch this, you can see some Tarantino figuring out, you know, and he dips back to this idea a few different times. Mm. Like how many Tarantino films end in a bloodbath? Like, well, how know? many Tarantino films have that, uh, like, uh, outlaw couple, you know? Yeah, like, well, yeah. That's a big part. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They, they could probably be a carbon coffee in Pulp Fiction for, yeah. what is it, Bunny and who? <sighs> watch Travolta's. No, not Travolta. Oh, no, Travolta. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 I know who yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yes, talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you see, you see these themes, and you see him sort of, you know, this is where he sort of stitching figures it together out, all stitching it out. Yeah. And... The, what I said about it being multiple films, like you'd think, 
It's a whole film and just them trying to chase Christian Slater after him killing Drexel. Yeah, that... that like, that, that's a whole film there. That's very, very easily the start of a movie as well. Mm. You just have the meeting between the, the mafia and his dad and that's the start of your movie and then mm-hmm. you introduce... But I, I actually quite appreciate that you spend like a good 20 minutes with just the two of them mm. and you just... like Because it started off and as I said, I was like, oh, I don't really like them, they're whatever. But then they become endearing and they're quite sweet and then like you go, oh yeah, they're stupid. But they're stupid together and, you know... Maybe it'll it's work. It's puppy love. But yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's like been a prostitute for four days, and he 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 works in a comic book store. They they don't, they don't really have anything else. Yeah, uh, that's that's not bad. That's pretty good. But you know, they can always look back at the time that they spent together, when trying we... to sell a shit ton of cocaine. Okay. <laughs> Remember when we killed a bunch of guys and made $200,000 off like $2 million worth of cocaine? Ah, yes. The good old days. <laughs> good days. Why does he throw... Okay, this is for it. Why does he throw the suitcase of cocaine into the air? He doesn't. He Dick doesn't. Does. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Why does Dick do that? Because he just wants to... He, he wants a cloud it. that he can escape, escape into. That's not what he was thinking. <laughs> Shut up. He escaped. Yeah, he's, he's like, I'll yeah. throw the cocaine he used in. it as a distraction. He did Did he get out right after they shot the cocaine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought he got out after... No, it showed him... Oh, they, my they, God. And then everyone kind of like... Then he ran out. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a better acting career. Once again, Zach didn't watch the same movie as us. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> Did that guy have a better acting career? I don't know. I've seen him in stuff, but he seems to be playing the same person No, I mean today. for the character. For the character, he had a bright future ahead of him. Um, he was that guy in, uh, in <laughs> oh, The Thing. Fuck. Yeah, he's always that guy in The Thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that guy with The Thing. Um, yeah, so that was really, I thought, it, it held up. It's also one of those films that, you know, I was wondering, it's been a few years since I've seen it. Do I, you know, is it still decent? Uh, the no, violence think... is really good. It's it's like quite convincing. I like the blood. I like mm-hmm. the, the fighting. There's a scene with Patricia Arquette and James Gandolfini. I thought that was like really like intimidating. I really liked that scene. I yeah. thought she had, like, I, she, she did she a great came job. Came in and she didn't lose her shit. She was just like, uh, yep. it was really, yep. I thought, I'm like, oh, I like the dynamic that they she's have. A, in yeah, yeah, yeah. She's excellent in that. But you can also see a lot of his, like that. That should be quite a dull role, but he's able to turn it into something quite yeah. good. Or maybe the script had it is quite. But yeah, it seemed like every opportunity to have, instead of just like a by the numbers scene, it was just like, oh, I'm gonna try and make this into an actual com- uh, like conversation that hmm. maybe people are interested in. Well, it seemed like yeah, because he wasn't really like a ma- he was just a, a bodyguard, but he got a moment. Yeah, and then it's like. Yeah, Christopher Walken's hardly in this movie, but he got a moment. Like, everyone gets their moment everyone and they get to the stretch moment. their legs in that moment. Yep. And that's a good moment. Like, yeah. Can we just talk about the Christopher Walken moment? Yeah, that's a good there. conversation. Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken. It is just a conversation that yep. goes on. You know, that, probably... That's, all, like, that's something you could have in so much of his work today. And I don't think that... I, I don't think you, he would change that, that conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm still confused about like the insult in that conversation. Yes, that's, yes. that's pretty dated. Oh yeah, and um, it's Tarantino, so you know how he loves using that word. Yeah, and and, and like I like his excuse for that these days is like, well, it did happen, but that conversation not in, not now would be so strange yeah. to justify. Yes, but yeah, that's it, it's still a great scene, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and anything with Christopher Walken in is um is good. It was really good, Christopher he, Walken. Yeah, yeah. There was so many like little moments where he he would just react to what Dennis Hopper was saying, and you'd just be like, "Oh, that's didn't ha- you didn't have to do that? That's pretty mm. good. That that definitely enhanced my enjoyment of the scene. Is just watching him just listen to this guy's story was real good. Um, interestingly, I'm on a bit of a kick, uh, lately. So oh, my next uh. pick, 
when it comes around will also be a Dennis Hopper film. Uh, yeah, you say. <laughs> Waterworld? No, I'm not going Waterworld. Speed when he, 2. <laughs> he's not in Speed 2, he's in Speed. It might be Speed, it might not be Speed. Uh, <laughs> Easy Rider. I, Blue I, Velvet. I hope it could be Blue Velvet. Blue I hope Velvet's it's good just film. not Speed. <laughs> I hope it's The Matrix. She's <laughs> not. <laughs> I know. Uh, or The Blind Side. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Land of the Dead. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you got something out of it, uh, that it wasn't just, you know... Oh, it's no, of... there's a lot there. It's, See, it's I didn't go pretty... highbrow this time. I just thought, let's let's oh. let's keep an English uh, language film. It's pretty um, It's pretty film school smuggish. Like... It is. It is. It's Tarantino, <laughs> after yeah, all. Yeah. Uh, but it's very unique. That's what I liked about it as well. Like, Neither of you had heard of it or seen it before. I, I was saying to you on nope. the way over, I've, I've seen and heard of True Lies. I've seen and heard of True Stories. Never heard of True... I, I think I might have heard of True Romance, but I've never watched What was it the 90s and being like, we need to make sure the audience knows it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. These lies are true. <laughs> this romance is true. <laughs> this story, well, it's fake, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. Which might be the point of that. Why is it called? I guess they are. It's, like their romance is the thing that the true thing throughout. Yeah, it's the one stable element in an otherwise very volatile <laughs> series of events. <laughs> the cocaine's pretty stable. It stays still for long enough. Yeah, but it's cut open. <laughs> it's spread around a room. It's also you know. causing all this shit. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, you're right. Not the murder, the cocaine. Mm. That's actually true. That's a bit sad. And there's one lesson that we all learned from watching this film. Killing people is not that bad. That's no. the Take your driver's license with you? <laughs> it's interesting that we all have lessons yeah. from this film. My um, lesson don't is don't throw die cocaine over your face when you're pulled over by a cop. <laughs> That's my lesson from this film. Mine was die behind a feather mattress couch. So that the feathers create a smoke screen and you can mm. escape. Yeah. Or throw the cocaine into the air. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't get the cocaine in the face when you're being pulled over? Well, I don't, don't carry get... half a kilo of cocaine with me. Exactly. <laughs> so... so much cocaine that that man had on him. It's an insane I amount. I think it was one of the bag. It was the sample bag. He no, no, because he has to take the sample bag to the hotel. He doesn't have the cocaine. Oh, he does have the cocaine. But he has a sample bag that the guy snorts. That's just cocaine he has. He's just got that cocaine. That's so much. It's a lot of cocaine. I'm not going to lie. But you just don't throw it over yourself when you're pulled over by the car. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Or, or as you're driving, you throw it over the side of the cliff. Or I don't know, get a better hooker that's willing to take a fall for you. <laughs> well, don't freak out. Maybe the cop will just give you a ticket. Like, Yeah, yeah why do you hide it under the chair? Yeah, just, they just like, like, they're I'm not so going to pat you officer. down. It's I like just... I was getting a blowy and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't... Officer, and he'll oh, be like, you know... he'll be like, mad respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but he'll bump her fist. <laughs> Tell what I learned from this movie: mm. even if cops are good guys, they're still corrupt. Yeah, well, there's some corrupt They'll cops. Shoot in this you film. dead. Mm. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, I completely forgot. I completely forgot about that just blatant murder. <laughs> It's just like, this is for Ernie. Oh uh, my just fucking like, bam. God. Can you believe if they had that, like a real, like you had a crop drama these days, like The Departed, and that, that scene was just in there and there's no explanation for it. Uh, <laughs> so you know, internal affairs comes around, like what, what happened? Um, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Internal affairs like... He's departed. <laughs> He, uh, you know, he he went. He reached for the coffee pot. I had to yes, shoot him. Yes, yes, uh, that's the best. Oh 
my god, big spoilers, but the, the, the fucking big shit out at the end starts because one man spills coffee on another man. And it's so amazing. Because he's just like, put it down. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> he was warned. Oh, He was asked oh, to put it it's down. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's the, like, that's so stupid. <laughs> and I like that the mafia turning up to that hotel room. There's no cop in the hallway. Like waiting to process them? No. There's there's no like indication that the door is open. They can't hear that the. No, they're coming are... from the other. But yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, this doesn't look like they're going the same room. Is there going to be confusion and they're going to like bust into like the room that's got all the surveillance equipment or something? And I'm like, oh no, this room has multiple doors and they come yeah. through the other one. Oh I was like, I mean, it is the suite. So. It is the suite. And if I've so learned one thing from the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Mm. Sweet's big. Yeah, we don't. It talk is about, big. We it don't is talk big. About Cody anymore? No, poor yeah, Cody. Only Zach. He's gone. Cody was Zach. originally asked to be on this podcast. There is no and, Cody. And Cody said no. <laughs> is there anything else you want us to get out of this movie, Alex? Well, I like the music. I like the cast of characters. I like yeah, Hans, the writing that you could yeah chart back to Tarantino. Yeah. It's interesting. It's it's almost like you're apologetic on behalf of the. No, I'm not going to say. Please uh, don't buy this movie. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you can watch it, watch it. Do not buy this movie. We 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 implore you, pirate this movie, and oh, no. I will let you figure out why. <laughs> Unless Alex is brave enough, <laughs> he's shaking his head. Just do your research. Do on your research. The production company. <laughs> figure out what the fuck we're talking about. I got to point out that he's been involved with almost all of Tarantino's films. Don't know how I feel about any of that shit. You talking about Sam Jackson? Yeah. No. no. Yep. He's talking about, about the Steen. He's talking about the Steen. That Harvey Weinstein produced this film. And yes. as Alex was saying to me, that's probably why it's so good. The guy can really throw a movie together. No, I never said, said It's a damn that. shame. It's a damn shame. He may have done some bad things. He may have done some bad things, but, but damn, he can, can do a, a good movie. movie. So good. Damn, like, he oh, can get an ensemble. No, I didn't I miss say the guy. That. I miss the guy. Oh, well. Oh, well. That's what you said to me. I did not. I did not. Listeners, I implore you. You know me. I don't know you. But I would you know never Harvey. say that. <laughs> First name basis. Yeah, man. <laughs> you will not ruin this film for me. This is not my dead men don't right. play. He only, sp- he only spent eight dollars on it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was in the bargain bin, but it was a good find. Maybe it was like he, a maybe he only needed eight diamond in the rough for that defense, Alex. Sick Aladdin reference. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see if either of you picked up on that. Why you would, did, Morgan. Why so- would I pick that up? I- I don't know, you were quoting The Lion King a lot during this movie. I was throwing anyway. trash bags at my feet going, you're not going to pick that up there, Zach? <laughs> you're not going to do that? <laughs> okay, on that sour note to an otherwise good mm-hmm. time, um, what else have we been uh, watching? God, it's been a while. It has been this a while. This is the first movie podcast we've done in a, in a while. couple months, so I've watched nothing. <laughs> Yep, as usual, Zach has watched Bugger All. Morgan, what reality TV show is uh, piquing your interest? Uh, Maths is back. Maths is back, yes. Um, I don't watch Maths. Ink Master is where it's at. Mm. Um, Actually, I've watched a lot of movies since we... So, um, we recently had our, I mean, not listening-wise, but recording-wise, DCCAs. And uh, yes. in honour of yes. uh, one of the the, uh, the winners that I hadn't seen yet, so Alana and I sat down and watched Emma. Oh, yeah. And uh, had quite a lovely time. Mm. It was uh, quite fun and Emma's, pleasant. Emma's real fun. I, yeah, I it was good Emma. fun. 
I also recently watched, because I hadn't seen it, and I was like, oh, I should watch this and love uh, Del Toro. I watched Sicario. Oh, yeah. For yeah. the first time. Good, good film. It wasn't what I expected it was, but I no. still really Very enjoyed it. excellent. It was it? definitely more of a thriller than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yes. man. What's the first scene is the house with yeah, the bodies. The house. Oh. That's fucked brutal. And I don't now, think I've seen yeah. a more gruesome scene for a long time. In a and now I'm like, need to, I'm need to do my research and see if the second one's worth watching or not. It's not. It's no, not. Not no. worth watching? I wouldn't. It's, yeah, don't don't tarnish it. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, I think we've talked about this outside of recording, but not in. But uh, So I'd only ever watched the first season of Broadchurch. Mm-hmm. Lana had never watched it. So we re-watched, we watched all three seasons mm-hmm. of Broadchurch and that was fun. That's brutal, man. It was a uh, not fun time. No. Like, it was quite a no, sad yeah. time. Mm. Um, season three was, yeah, season one and two were pretty solid. Season three kind of felt... They're, well, everything says they plan to do three seasons, but season three kind of feels like a Tacked after on. the fact yeah. sort of season. And now I'm like, man, do I go watch Grace Point? Do I no. go watch all these ripoffs? Because I think there's two. There's like Grace Point and another one. Well, and Grace David Point is is, like, broad, is yes, the American broad version churches. of Broadchurch, but David Tennant's in that as well. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, yes. <laughs> is it like? Have he's you seen playing, it? He's playing exactly the same character. Is it exactly the same situation as yep. well? So you already know the twist. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh, actually, I've only seen the pilot of Grace Point, but Does it's, he do an American it's shot accent? for shot, yeah. <laughs> and it's bad. It's a bad American accent. Why? That, I thought they were over that. Why do they need to do that? Oh, that's so I don't know. Bad. They love to remake stuff. No, but I thought they were finished with that. No, they're not. They're really not. <sighs> Didn't they do a Doctor Who? Didn't they do an American Doctor Who? I'm pretty sure they did. There's one of the movies where he goes to America. Oh, my mm. God. That's fun. Paul McGann That's movie. so great. That's great. Is, was was that? Uh, I've been no, continuing yeah. on. I I just forgot about this. I think I've been slowly watching through all the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh, one, two, three, and then I watch Solo, and then I'm up to Rogue One. Mm. So I watch Rogue One, and then mm. I'm gonna go four, five, six. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a time. So. It is. It's a it's a big commitment these days with the amount of uh, Star Wars material. But um, that's it. That's, that's it. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 I think. Oh, I finished Lupin as well. Ah, uh, yes. And I, Lupin good? I was, we haven't talked about Lupin on this podcast, we haven't, have we? Because we I was waiting until I finished season I one. I haven't seen it. And <sighs> I keep trying to find... Like, I, that's a show I really want to watch. But because it's got like subtitles, it. I need to find time to actually sit and just watch the show. Yeah, I get and that. And that's usually... Like, that's just because I'm a bit shit with that. You can watch the dub. It's but not the dub, good. not good. <laughs> I don't want to watch the dub. Yeah, watch I'd the like subtitles. To watch the show. Yeah. I'd like to watch yes. the show. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, the ending got me because I, I I didn't realize it was going to be multiple. I was like, this is surely it's like a one part, one and done. And then it ended. I'm like, damn, I want the second and it, part And it's now. like, it's coming soon. I'm oh, like, how soon? Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> and, I'm, and then I quickly jump on my phone. I'm like, when is Lupin <laughs> season two coming out? No, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, fun. I liked it. I love like heist and espionage. It certainly stuff. got that. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's the whole family stuff, but I'm less, yeah, I'm less interested yeah, in that. Yeah, no. you're, you're there for the heist. <laughs> um, yeah, so what have I been watching? Um, Disney Plus has now got this new star. Star, it's got heaps of stuff on It's there. got heaps Ugly of stuff Betty, there. Grey's Anatomy. Uh, so I've been um, watching uh, Blackish, which is a, sort of like a modern family uh, rip about an African-American family. In the States, I find that oh, it's quite amusing. I've only watched the first couple of episodes there. But I've been re-watching Futurama is on uh, yeah, Star. Um, and then you're just having to browse through that content. Futurama's real good. Yeah. I, I, I left it for a really long time. That was like my favourite show for a very long time. And I still, I go back to it and I just go, yeah. Oh, it's just so enjoyable. Mm. so enjoyable. It's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. 
Um, now, this is going to sound really snobby, Zach, and I don't want you to make fun of me mm-hmm. when I say the next thing that I've been watching on no, my list. Um, so, there's this show that's mm-hmm. on the ABC, mm-hmm. and it's called... Actually, I think Netflix has a few episodes. There's a lot of things. Anyway, it's called Fake or Fortune. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. What yeah, what is it called? So the fake of fortune, people have these artworks and they don't know if it's a genuine artwork by oh, the artist. Really enjoy that. Yeah, or fun. it's a forgery uh of the artwork. So they do all these investigations about is it real or yep. is it not real? Yep. And you know, you see some people they're like, you know, I spent two hundred thousand dollars on this painting and it's worth like twenty bucks. And then you see other ones, it's like, Oh yeah, it's worth one point two million and you're like, Yeah, it's a good it's a good time. It's got that sort of uh <laughs> Heisty, not heisty, but it's sort of like, oh, is it? Is it's it? Are they? It, yeah. Are they? Are they? You know, stuffed. Do you get financially? to see rich people very disappointed? Yeah. Okay, I might watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also watched uh, Moneyball for the first time. Isn't Moneyball great? It's a well, great film. Uh, Brad Pitt. Yes. Yeah. I love Moneyball. Oh mm. my god. Yes. It's on my list to watch. It's a good time. I, you know, that... I don't like baseball. But it's not about baseball. It's not about it's baseball. It's about humans' inherent inability to accept that something is wrong mm-hmm. because we've been doing it that way. Yes. That movie hits to my soul. <laughs> it's so good. There is a scene in there where Brad Pitt in like two sentences summarizes what the whole movie's about where he's just like, adapt or die. Pretty much. That's pretty much what <laughs> it is. And it's such a good, solid performance all around. He's, he's amazing in that movie, by the way, because I hate to say this, it's quite embarrassing. I've watched that movie maybe 12 times. <laughs> that's not embarrassing it's a good film it's but so I don't know if I'd watch fun. it 12 times it's but... so fun to watch I, I, I watch it for like four or five scenes the first scene when they're in the meeting and they're just like oh he's got a he's got a really good pitch and uh, he's got good looks oh but his girlfriend's ugly oh well he's got no confidence if his girlfriend's ugly and Brad Pitt's just like fucking shut up <laughs> it's so good we're not going to draft him because oh, his girlfriend's it's so ugly amazing. Yes. it's so amazing yeah. um, and then I've been trying, trying, very trying. Um, the award season is about to start at the point that we're recording this podcast. The Golden Globes are tomorrow, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is sort of they're the first one of the major award shows mm-hmm. of the season. I mean, I think you'll find the DCCAs was the first one. Well, we of course, uh, you know, uh, everyone forgets the DCCAs. We headline the uh, award season this year. No. We, <laughs> <laughs> we were the key in the ignition that's driving. If the any award. of our winners win, it's because of us. Mm-hmm. I, right. I think we can take credit for that. No. Um, <laughs> so I've been trying to watch a few other uh, Golden Globe nominees. Uh, one that comes to mind is uh, I Care A Lot. Oh, yeah, that just came out on Netflix. I've heard some interesting reviews about it. It's that interesting. One. I haven't There's... seen Peter Dinklage in something for a long time, so yeah. I, I want to watch it. Yeah. And Rosman Pike's pretty good I in like it as Rosman well. I like Rosman quite a lot. I don't but think there's I'm... no one that you're really rooting for oh, that in sucks. the film. Yeah. yeah, I've heard it's pretty, like, it, it makes it very clear that she's bad, but then at moments it wants you to root for her, yes, and it's really and weird. It's like, it's like uh... what am I supposed to be feeling yeah, yeah. Uh, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every character has something bad about them. <laughs> That you like? What about I shouldn't the sweet root? old Russian mob old lady? Is she fine? There's something that happens in the film that you're like, mm, perhaps I shouldn't be rooting for her that's either. Cool. Uh, yes, that's depressing. Yeah, but uh, I'd recommend, and that's that wraps me up. Yes, fair enough. Um, I I am going to miss a bunch because it's been so long, and I know I've yeah. watched a bunch of TV shows and I watched a bunch of movies. But just so. off the top, there's just like I think I've already talked to you about this, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. I watched the Ides of March. I don't know if you've ever seen the Ides of March. It's an old. It's an oldish. It's actually like tenish years. It's getting a, getting there. Yeah. George Clooney and Ryan uh, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Yeah. And it's just about a 
Democratic candidates uh, leading up to a primary for the US, Democratic candidate and his uh, his staff. Like Ryan Gosling is his media Paul manager. Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's mm-hmm. great in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's in it. It's one of the, la- the last things he... No, no, it's not. It's actually a bit far away from when he departed. But especially going into like... I watched it going into the Biden-Trump stuff and watching it then and going... I have, when I originally watched it, I just liked the performances. And mm. now I think I have a much better understanding of like US politics at least. So watching it then and listening to what the script, like the, the messages the script is trying to tell the audience, it's really, really, really interesting. Because it's uh, like the whole point of it is you've got these two Democratic candidates and one of them's playing really dirty and one of them's trying to win the race clean. And the one who's trying to win dirty is just like, you understand that by... Playing clean, you are handicapping yourself against the Republicans. You are trying to lose. And I thought, I really liked it the second time through. I thought Ryan Gosling was really good. I thought George Clooney was oddly really good. I don't usually notice that George Clooney is just anything more than George Clooney. Mm-hmm. I thought he was pretty good in this. Yeah. Uh, so if you have any interest in politics and you can try and find it, I would recommend The Ides of March, actually. Mm-hmm. I watched a weird horror movie called The Color, Color Out of Space, which I think I mentioned in the DC's, yeah. Devil D's Overseas. Uh, but you like lovecraft this is the closest i've seen in a film that nails lovecraft horror mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't go too far into trying to make it horrifying it just puts it in front of you and you have to go and look at it and go that's terrifying i hate that please no <laughs> it's pretty good yeah okay and, okay and it's got nick cage and nick cage is really like nick cage will do anything yes, these days but it just... starts out and i'm like why the fuck is nick cage in this movie he's just playing a normal person and then it goes along and you go that's why Nick Cage is in this movie. Okay. <laughs> no I to, problem. I have to continually remind myself that guy's an Oscar winner. Yeah, no, he's an excellent actor. He can be. No, no. He can I, be. I mean that he deliberately chooses to do crazy shit because he doesn't like just being a normal actor. Mm. Yeah. No, I he's get fantastic. that. I get that, yes. But not every film can be face-off. Have you seen Mandy? Oh, yeah. Mandy's great. Oof. I might watch Mandy again, actually. That's brutal, that movie. Talk about Cage dialed up to 11 there. Oh, but my anyway. God, yeah. Uh, and I also watched, um, so I, I'm still going through the Queen's Gambit, which I really like. And I started watching Behind Her Eyes. Yeah, I saw that. falling off Behind Her Eyes because Behind Her Eyes is interesting. Mm. Uh, it's got a pretty neat premise. I don't mind the main character. I think she's quite cool. And the mystery is okay. It's pretty good. But I don't know that it's... No, maybe it's excellent. Maybe I have to give it another shot. But it's just like losing me because it's just so long. Mm. It's taking so much time to get to these points that like it feels like it's one episode of Midsummer Murders, but it's getting dragged out for an entire season of a show. It's like, ah, whatever. Um, and I watched all of Adventure Time, like everything, because it finished. And I, I wasn't even aware that it finished. Like it has a conclusion and I watched the entire show and I really liked it. And it was actually wow. quite emotional. Mm. <laughs> it was a really good show. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's me done. That's like a whole lot of time. Speaking of uh, Midsummer Murders, one final show that I didn't mention because I thought, oh, this is a bit corny. Mm, it's definitely. on Amazon Prime. It's called Armchair Detectives. Oh my God, I've, I've got like four things that I've completely missed. Well, that's all <laughs> right. <on>. Armchair <laughs> Detectives. And basically you watch a, like a mini murder mystery and you try and guess who the actual killer is. And so there's these people who go on the show and they're like, I'm the guest. I'll, I'll guess which ones. Uh, no, which... Nice, nice, so nice, it's nice. an interesting little kooky format. Um, interesting. Yeah. Yes. That's so good. I feel like if I watch Behind Your Eyes, I might have to get into my armchair detective mode. I watched Soulmates. I've talked to both of you about you this. You have. 
Uh, if you like Black Mirror, watch Soulmates. It's I think it's the same production crew as well as the same people who wrote it and directed Black Mirror. So you will. It's pretty much just watching another season of Black Mirror, uh, except it's it's not as dark. Doesn't have that incredibly dark tone for everything, and it's just one premise through the whole season. But it's still very good. I I, I very much enjoyed it, um, and I watched The Warriors the other day, and I really liked The Warriors. The Warriors is a really really interesting movie. Um, yeah, that's me done. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Alex, for uh, showing us what true romance looks like. I'm Thanks, glad Alex. we all got to got to feel. I'm going to reassess all of, of my dun, close dun, personal dun, relationships. Dun, dun, As you should. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye. This has been a Spiky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com. 